bestie welcome back to your orthodox besties podcast we are your hosts miriam and mary and we're so glad you're here tuning into candid conversations about your burning questions if you're new to the podcast this is a hotline style show for youth and young adults meaning you write in your questions and we discuss them here in a short sweet and significant dialogue Through our faith, experience, and knowledge, we hope to challenge your thoughts, encourage you to better understand yourself, and help you see the value you bring to this world as Christ intended. Please remember that every situation is unique to its circumstances, and our answers are not meant to be prescriptive in any way. And with that in mind, let's dive in to today's question. Okay, welcome back to another episode. And before we jump into today's question, we just wanted to take a moment to thank you all so much for being with us with, believe it or not, the last year. It has been an actual year since we posted our first episode, which is so crazy to me. I don't know how a year passed by this quickly. Definitely hard to believe, but yes, we've been doing this podcast for an entire year. And honestly, it's been a great journey yeah so thank you guys so much for being here with us and let's jump into today's question okay and today's question is what are some tips for students and others who have a very heavy schedule to maintain a blossoming and realistic spiritual life so i have to say selfishly i am so happy that whoever asked this question asked it because this is something i have been thinking a lot about because I have been struggling with this. Um, Some of you might already know, but I went back to school in September. So it's been a couple of months and I'm still working full time. So it's just been really crazy with time management. And I hate to say this, but it feels like I'm trying to find ways to fit God into my schedule as opposed to putting him in the center of it and it's an awful feeling like it's so discouraging when you're like I know that this is the most important thing and I know that centering myself in God is going to give me the energy and the blessing that I need to succeed in all of these other things that I'm doing but practically it is so hard it is really hard and obviously you're not alone. I think we all struggle with that, especially when our schedule is like one thing after the next and you're like, oh, I didn't pray today or oh, I didn't read anything today. Like I'm so behind and then it almost feels like your spiritual life has been added to your to-do list mm-hmm. as opposed to it being the most important thing like you were saying. And then you feel guilty about it and then the cycle just continues, right? Yeah, but let's be real. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it's the most important thing because it's not pressing. It's not on my list. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Like, it's I, there's no deadline for it. There's no, like, you must pray by this date or else. But there are deadlines to school. There are deadlines yeah. to work. There are even, like, social commitments, family commitments. Like, yeah, there are... It's concrete where spiritual investment is one of those things that can wait. You know, you always feel like, yeah, yeah, of course I'm going to pray. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. Or like, and then when you do, you're exhausted. It's just like this quick, like, okay, let's get this over with. And that is awful. Like it's, and I'm speaking to myself, not to whoever (laughs) asked this question, but I definitely have gone through these waves of just feeling sometimes it's like, uh, is it really worth it? And that is terrible to say out loud, but it's And I think, I think 
the reason why we do this and the reason why we think this is because everything in our life is going okay. Mm. Like you are able to accomplish your goals. You are able to finish that assignment. You are able to meet your family. You are able to see your friends. Things are going kind of smoothly. So you don't feel the need or the urgency to have that spiritual life. But then that's also a very self-serving way to look at all these things because then it's completely not acknowledging of course but let's say something falls short okay let's say you handed an assignment and you don't do well in it what's your reaction right away it's because i didn't the give professor my time. marked me wrong that <laughs> is my initial reaction <laughs> or you think like oh it's because i've been lacking in my spiritual life and i need to prioritize it again i think it's like just an automatic response do you really think so that like if you don't do well in something that the actual reason for that is no that i not... definitely do not yeah think okay that. <laughs> definitely do not and like we're yeah no i don't but i think that's a thought that goes through our mind subconsciously or consciously when something doesn't go well you're like oh it's because i'm lacking in my spiritual life why am i not prioritizing god if i prioritize god then i might see this as a positive thing or a good thing i don't know i feel like when you're focusing on just the urgent to do's it's so easy for God to not even be on the radar. It's almost like there are boxes in your mind and God is just another box that you have to check as opposed to him being in every box. Like we know that he is everywhere and he is with us in all things. Like we know it logically, but it's not practically lived out when our schedule is not allowing it. So I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like if something falls short or if I'm not succeeding in something, it's not like a punishment from God or it's not like, it's not like, Oh, because I didn't invest in him. Now I'm really feeling the consequences. It's really more the way I react. Yes. That's what I, that's what I said. Yeah. So like if I had included God in this, like my work or my relationships or whatever, then this situation would not feel like such a heavy burden or this situation would not bring me this much heartache because I'm more at peace knowing that he is present in it or that he was with me in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the whole reason why this question is being asked because clearly the person who's asking this recognizes that there is so much value in taking the time and the energy to make God a priority in whatever way works for you. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that practically when schedules are crazy and when the commitments of life are pulling us in every direction? I'm going to give you my simple examples. Um, When life is so busy and I know that I need to incorporate God more into it, I try to do a lot of arrow prayers so that I know that I'm acknowledging his presence in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And as simple as it might sound and as silly as it might sound, if someone opens a door for me or if someone does something kind for me, I first say like, thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Right. Which means like I recognize you in this moment right here with this person, with whatever situation that is happening, that you are present. Mm -hmm. And that redirects my focus a little bit. If I'm sitting in my car and I'm not listening to music and I'm not doing anything and I'm like, I could use this time for prayer. So I start praying like just any moment that I can. I just try to incorporate God into it. I really like the idea of the arrow prayer when it's connected to the people that you're encountering, too, because not only are you thanking God for this act of kindness, but you're also 
recognizing that the kindness is coming from him through people. And I think whenever you're walking around your crazy busy day, looking for God in people, there's so much beauty that Mm -hmm. can come out of that. Like sometimes it's as simple as a conversation with someone in the elevator for me where, you know, I'm going down to my car just about to start my day and I'm like dreading the day because it's so crazy busy and someone is just very kind and loving or pleasant. Yeah. And you're just able to kind of have like a very quick banter in that moment. And it changes the entire mood of the day. You're right. You could totally start the day and be like, Oh, that was a nice, that was a nice conversation. And off I go versus like, God, thank you for revealing to me that I need to stop and take a minute Mm -hmm. and look around and Mm -hmm. see where you are in every possible place yeah i also another thing that i do is i try to focus as silly as this might sound on nature like when i see beautiful like nature around me like today for example there were leaves that had fallen on my car and like it was so pretty and i'm like god you're so beautiful like that's something that i said in my mind and like it's just acknowledging how beautiful god is in all our surroundings and that's again such a silly and minute way of seeing God around you and seeing his presence around you, but you just acknowledging it and you just putting God at the forefront of your mind as opposed to like the rear end of it makes a huge difference in your day to day. And I think that's how personally, that's how we make our relationship blossom with God, because then it's not just a time slot that I'm putting in my calendar or it's not just a an event that I'm doing or a Bible reading that I have to accomplish by a particular day. It's like he's with me in every moment. Yeah. I think it's so much more important to focus on quality over quantity in this area, especially when your time is limited. So I find, at least for me, it's so difficult to be present when there are six different things going on in my mind. I'm organizing this and I've got this assignment to do and like, oh, I forgot to chart on this patient. I hope no one from work is listening to this right now. But, you know, <laughs> it's just like a number of things that you're going through in your head and you might be in the moment. You might be at church, for example, or you might even be listening to a sermon or listening to a spiritual podcast and you're like, I'm doing this because I really want to connect with God in some way, but my mind is anywhere but here. And so here I am listening to this like 45-minute sermon on the way to work and I've caught maybe three minutes of it because I'm thinking about the day that is not an effective way to connect understandably and then at the end of it we just put a check mark and we're like I did my part for today I listened to the sermon I read the bible I went to liturgy like that's it I'm good for the week yeah it it's totally useless and Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to really check ourselves and that checks that checkbox mentality just needs to go. So if I'm walking into church, like at least for me, you know, that once a week, that commitment to liturgy on Sunday is so important because no matter how busy the week is or how um, little time I've had to spend, I know that Sundays are, there is at least several hours on Sunday that are dedicated to focusing on God. And as I'm walking into church on Sunday, it's, I literally feel like I'm opening the doors to heaven, truly. Like I open the doors, leave the world and enter a different place so that when I'm there, nothing outside matters. What matters in that moment is connecting with God and connecting with the community 
in him, like through communion, through the Eucharist, through the hymns, through the socialization after, that's all part of it, right? It's all about being present and being true to who you are and not just going through the motions of, I've got to check the box of liturgy. I have to fulfill my Christian duties this week. I agree. And that's so beautiful. And I wish I I could say that I feel the same when I go to liturgy, but I definitely don't. (laughs) I'm judging you on the inside for sure. I, I agree. But like, I don't think all of us can do that or all of us are capable of doing that. And I think it takes time to get there. And I think it takes like self-control and a lot of um, self-reflection to get to that point where like you're enjoying and, and fully present in whatever it is that you're doing with God. And let me be real. Like that definitely does not happen every week. That is my intention every week. And when I open the door to church, (laughs) that is my intention every week. But of course there are some weeks that are much, much, much harder than others. But just acknowledging in that moment that I am leaving the cares of the world behind. You know, like the church is truly meant to be a place of refuge. Like Mm -hmm. it's your sanctuary from all of the stressors, regardless of what they might be. And I know we're talking about busy schedules right now, but we're also talking about the burdens of the world right Mm -hmm. like whether they're your own personal stressors or just things about the world that are not going well like we take that to christ in church and we raise all of those concerns you know another thing i find really helpful is you know whether you you're the type who likes to light a candle or if you like to write something and you know ask the priest to put it on the altar whatever it is that's weighing on you letting it go when you're in the presence of God. And that doesn't always have to be at church. It maybe is just taking a moment to sit alone in your room, light a candle, you know, whether it's putting on some, some soothing music or, um, like saying a particular prayer, maybe using, using a prayer book, if that's something that you are comfortable doing, but not because you have to, but because you are saying to the world, no, I'm taking a break from you. And those five minutes, those 10 minutes, they will go such a long way. Yeah. And I also think like we can start small. Like if if you know that this is what you need, like you're like, this is too busy. This is too much. This is too overwhelming. I do need my time with God. How do I do that? Start with like two minutes. Even if it's that simple as like at the beginning of your day, you open your eyes and the first thing you say is, thank you, God, for another day. That's it. Even if it's two minutes a day of prayer, two minutes a day in a silent room, two minutes a day in your silent car, okay? Like before you walk into work, two minutes, just even time it if you need to. And just tell yourself like, this is what I'm going to do before I enter work. I want to start my day off this way. Lord, show me your presence in everything that I do today because that is what I'm searching for. And I think you said this, which I love, but I'm going to just emphasize it again, that silence can be just as impactful as prayer. I think we have this very narrow view of what prayer might look like. Like maybe I am sitting there and I don't have words. Like maybe I don't really have much that I want to say, but I'm just sitting in the presence of God and acknowledging that that's what this is. And for some people, that's more helpful with candles or with incense or with like worship music. Yeah, with worship music, like whatever sort of stimulus that you need to remind you that you are not alone in that moment. It's not about saying the magic word Mm -hmm. to get God to be there. Like God is there. It's just, are we acknowledging that and letting ourselves 
be embraced almost by him, you know, in leaving the things that are stressing us in the world and that are taking up all of our time and saying to him, you know what? I know that I don't even need to use words. I just need to be, and you're here with me. I always say God knows your heart and your intentions more than you even know them. So the fact that you're even asking this question, the fact that it's even on your mind that you're like, I'm way too busy and I'm not giving enough time to God. Like God sees that and he knows that. So when he sees you trying or when you are trying for yourself to have that better relationship with God, trust yourself that it will go a long way. Mm -hmm. I just have to make one more plug on something I know we haven't touched on yet, but that is fasting. And I know we've had previous episodes on this, so please go back to those if uh, it's something you're more interested in. But I do think especially as we're going into Advent, which is coming up really soon, um, or whether you're listening to this before Lent or whenever you might be listening to this, I feel like fasting is one of the best ways to constantly remember God throughout your day because it affects every choice that you make because food is something that we make choices about whether we have the time to or not. And it could be just something as simple as, yeah, I'm using a different kind of milk in my coffee. I know that sounds silly and insignificant, but it is a choice that I'm making to commit my life to God in every possible way, including the things I enjoy, including the little decisions of every day so that I am very cognizant of his presence no matter how busy I am. And if we go back to the point where I said like saying a little prayer every time you meet someone or some interaction happens or you see God's beauty in it, if you use those little decisions that you make while you're fasting and before you make that choice, you're like, say a little prayer, then God will be incorporated in all those choices as well, right? Yeah, you know, I was actually just talking to my sister about this today and she was saying how important it is to start your day off with God. I hope she doesn't mind that I'm sharing her personal <laughs> wise advice. Are you advice kidding? She's going to love the, the shout out. <laughs> yeah, well, she has no choice. It's recorded and everyone's listening to it now. But uh, she's so right. And honestly, it made me stop and think a little bit because even just taking a few minutes, it doesn't have to be a long period of time, but it's the way you start your day. It's like saying, okay, I know I'm busy. And I mean, she's crazy busy. She's got two kids and she works and she's doing all this stuff on the side. She is the first person who could say, yeah, I definitely don't have time for this. But the fact that she will take away from her sleep in order to do that just shows you how important it is. And she's like, the days that I do that are completely different than the days that I don't. And That really hit home for me that every minute you invest in God is truly an investment in the entire day. It's not just for those few minutes. And in yourself, right? Like it's not just about your day. It's about feeling his presence in everything that you do. It's feeling his presence in your life. So it's an investment in yourself. Again, I I think I always say this, but I always say prayer is not just for God. Like God doesn't need your prayer. God doesn't need you to constantly be in communication for him. It's more for you. It's that relationship that's being built is more for you, for you to feel that peace, for you to feel his presence, for you to know that he is with you at all times. But for him, he's going to be there regardless if you pray or not. He's going to be in your life regardless if you pray or not. But wanting to see him in everything that you do, I think that comes through communicating with him. Yeah. 
So I really think that the short answer to this is that it is not about the amount of time that you have. It's about what you do with the little time that you have and that focusing on quality is what's going to sustain you. And the more you have those positive experiences connecting with God, the more you're going to want to. Like it's almost like you just have to start a routine, start a process, and then once you do, it'll become so crucial to survival almost like yeah. to the enjoyment of your day as well but like you said it's an investment in yourself and it's one that is worth every minute thanks again for tuning in today just a reminder that if anything we've said resonated with you be sure to take a moment to reflect and pray if you need more guidance or support please seek out a trusted friend family member mentor or mental health professional None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Orthodox Church. And on that note, we're your hosts, Miriam and Mary, and it was so great catching up with you today. Till next time, love you, bestie.